0: Everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program.
1: That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years.
0: To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied.
2: We love Mercy. We love one day soon. You're just more of our family. You know, it's incredible meeting more of our family. Think about the day we go home to be with the Lord. All the people we're going to meet, all the family, it's just incredible. But love that um, Mercy, and it's just incredible ministry. We support Mercy. We love what it's doing, we just think there's not enough mercies. (laughs) We need so many more mercies, but I know the Lord is gonna do that, so, because it transforms life. Well, this uh, this morning, I just really want to share about um, overcomers. And um, I really feel, you know, it's overcome means victory, success. Um, That's who God has called us to be. Come on. He's called you to be an overcomer. He's called you to succeed. He's caused your life to be a success. But we know there's things that happen along our life that, Uh, obstacles, can be tragedies, can be so many things that wanna stop us from overcoming, wanna stop us from being who God's called us to be. But we have to fight that. We're not alone. And as I'll show you, God gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us a helper to help us to overcome the obstacles in our life. And so Lord, I thank You for Your Word this morning. Father, let it resonate within each person. Father, I thank You that every part of our life. We're always overcoming something, Father, to go on and be who You've called us to be. Lord, we never want to be the same. Lord, I don't want to be the same today as I was yesterday. I want to move forward. As Paul said, push forward. Lord, I want to stretch forward. And Lord, it is a stretch, but God, You've never left us alone and You've given us everything to overcome. Now, I thank You for Your Word this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. And, uh, you know, in this season now, we live in such a negative world. Come on. People putting people down. Uh, The media is terrible. Dog eat dog. No one seems to really care about anybody anymore. We've lost a lot of values. And you've got to realise that if you're thinking small, we have to adjust our thinking. You know, a lot of the things to overcome, it begins in our mind. Come on, that's where it is. It begins as a man thinks, so he becomes. And so we have to get our thoughts under control. We've got to begin thinking, uh, not negative, not beaten down, not a loser. Not a, you have to think you are an overcomer. Come on, look at your neighbour and say, you are an overcomer. You know why? Because greater is He that is in you. Come on, greater is He. And the Holy Spirit in us is the one that helps us to overcome our thoughts and, and the things that have happened to us. And, but the awesome thing about God is He rewards us for overcoming that's the good thing. It's not like He says to you, well, you've got to go through this and do this. He rewards you for overcoming. He gives us rewards for overcoming. But also when you overcome, it's not just about you. It's about a generation after you. When you push through, when you break through things, even though it's difficult and hard, and sometimes when we're younger, it feels like, I don't want to do this. I just want to give up. But I want to tell you, 20, 30 years passes very quickly. And then you realize you've got another generation of children, you've got children. And if you don't break through, then that begins to come down. All those negative things are on your children. And as a parent, one of the most heart-wrenching things is to watch your children go through struggles. Come on. But if you can defeat that, if you can overcome that, the enemy then has no authority to come through into your children's family. Come on. When they keep the faith, when you train them, there is no. So God rewards us for overcoming. But it's not He rewards us personally, but then He rewards our generations. When you think about God, He's a generational God. He says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He thinks generationally. Come on, He's already thinking about the next generation. And it's not just our natural children. We're all called to affect people. There's spiritual sons and daughters. Come on, people that you will. Everything that you're overcoming right now, when you overcome it, then you have the authority to help somebody else come on that's the counselors here come on the workers here Nancy everything she overcomes it then empowers her to help somebody else. imagine when she first started mercy it was difficult, it was hard, there were such obstacles the Lord said don't take funding from the government come on there were so many obstacles her faith wouldn't have been where her faith is today but imagine if she hadn't have overcome those obstacles. Imagine if she hadn't, Australia. now we see that what is happening, the multiplication, and that's what the Lord does. He doesn't just want us to go through stuff because He's a mean, horrible God. Come on, He doesn't, He rewards you for overcoming. He blesses you for overcoming. And it says this in Revelations 21, verse seven. He, or she, we know when it says he, it means she, who overcomes, come on, it doesn't say he who gives up says, he that overcomes, not he that uh, runs three quarters, he that overcomes, what? Shall inherit all things. Come on, all things, that's the promise of God that when we overcome, we will inherit all things. And he says, I will be his God and he shall be my son. See, we also are, like I said, overcome for the future generations. God gives you all things when you overcome. Knowing for myself, in James 1 verse 12, it says this, Blessed is he who endures, for he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those he loves. See, blessed is the person who endures. If you're enduring, well, guess what? You're blessed. (laughs) It's a good way of looking at it. If you're enduring, then you're blessed. There's always going to be struggles. Come on. There's always going to be obstacles in achieving our goals. All throughout life, there's always going to be. But the more you break through, come on, the more you get closer to God, the more you get an understanding, God, you did it for me then, you'll do it for me again. And He promises us, He says, when you're in the fire, I'm right there with you. Come on, when you're in the flood, He says, you will not drown. That's a promise. We might go under the water a few times. You might feel like you're drowning. But uh, you know what happens is God says, you will not. It's a promise. And when you look at the Bible, it's so interesting. When you look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they went through a fire. They knew they had to go through that fire. It's interesting because it would have been easy. What happens in the story is that when the guards are taking him down to this fire, the fire is set seven times hotter. I love what my husband says, why does it have to be seven times hotter? One time hotter will kill you. <laughs> but the fire was seven times hotter. And so what happens is the fire was so hot that the guards that were taking Shadvak, Mishak, and Abednego down to that fire, they died because of the fire, the heat of the fire. And these guys would have looked and I know, you would have said, wow, the guards are dead. Let's run. <laughs> Come on, let's get out of here. They're all dead. Let's go for it. Let's run. But they knew their destiny was in that fire. I bet you they looked at each other and said, hey, we're not dead, they are. Let's go, come on. This is something God's got for us. So they get there and it says, when they get to the middle of the fire, not at the beginning, not at the end, when they get to the middle of the fire, it said they were loosed from their bondages. See, right in the middle, the hottest part of the fire is where they were loosed from their bondages, where they were loosed from their chains. They were loosed from the things that held them back. And then it's interesting because the king looks down and he says, I see four people in the fire. He says, didn't we put three in? And he says, I see this one is like the Son of God. Now it's interesting because Jesus wasn't born. Come on. Jesus was not born at that time. God gave the king a vision. Come on, he gave him a prophetic vision to see the Son of God. Why? So he could back up in the New Testament when he says, before Jesus is born, he says, when you're in the fire, I am there with you. Come on, that's how awesome our God is that he allows the king to see something. Jesus is not even born. You see, God knows before you even get in your mess, he's got a way out for you. Come on, he's got a way out. And then what happens is, is that when they get there, the king sees and he calls them out and promotion comes after they come out of the fire. See, a reward. They had to go through that fire. They had to be, had to be strong, but there was a reward and there was a promotion at the end of the fire. You know what? You haven't come this far to give up. Come on, you've got to keep going. You've got to endure to overcome. You've got to endure to get success. You know, what I love. My husband loves to run. I've learned to like it. <laughs> just this year, I had an um, accident. I was with the Board of Governors of CI out having fun, and we we're um, zip lining um, in Mexico. And my zip liner decided that it didn't want to stop. <laughs> it was just so. I hit the back wall, got a dislocated ankle, three fractures and a break. So, it, thank you Jesus, no. But what happened in that is I had 16 weeks of non-weight bearing. Now, I am a million mile an hour girl, that's me. I'm always doing something, don't sit still for very long. That was like a prison sentence, 16 weeks non-weight bearing. And so I realised I said to my husband, I will never, ever complain about jogging ever again. (laughs) Never. And he will hold me to it. (laughs) Because I appreciated that when I had only one leg, wow, I miss jogging. I wanted to get out there and run. But anyway, he does, uh, he's done a full marathon. We've done half marathons. We do 10K. It's just goal. It's awesome to break some natural goals. As well, things that you've never done. I never thought I would run a half marathon. I didn't think I could do it, but he had faith for me to do it, so I did it. <laughs> and then see, I did the worst thing. I told everybody on Facebook I was gonna run a half marathon. So then it's like, there's no way out now. Because I, I got the most likes, the most comments, the most cheers. I'm like, oh darn, I've got to do this thing now. But I did it. And you know what the biggest thing for a runner, the biggest thing, the biggest shame for a runner is you do not want a DNF beside your name. Okay, so at the end of the race, when all the results are in, you don't want a DNF. Do you know what that means? Did not finish. Come on, that's a run of shame, did not finish. So I'm like, I don't care if I crawl over that line. I don't care if I'm coming in at midnight and no one else is there. My bib's gonna cross that line and I'm gonna make it anyway. I did well, but you know what? In life, we need to not have a DNF. Come on, did not finish. God's got so much for you and we don't wanna run as far, this far and then realise I didn't finish. Come on. Right before the breakthrough. You know, it's interesting. The Lord even reminded me of another story is that when our son, we have uh, two girls and a boy, uh, our son is the youngest, but he was dating a girl from school. They met at school and from word go, she he, he felt she was the one and they talked about marriage and everything like that. And so Ben decided that he was going to propose, but he wanted it all to be a surprise. He didn't want Michelle um, to, to know anything, so he stopped talking about marriage, he stopped looking at rings, he stopped everything because he wanted her so far off the track. He wanted the whole element of surprise. So what happened is around that time, when they got engaged, there was a movie out called He's Just Not That Into You. <laughs> <laughs> So she goes and sees this movie. <laughs> and then she's thinking, he's not into me anymore. He doesn't love me. He's not going to, he's gone off me. And because her family at that time weren't Christians, she'd just become a Christian. And she's like, got dumb. it's amazing when you think there's such dumb things come in your mind. She's thinking, maybe I'm not good enough for their Christian family. Maybe I'm, his mum and dad don't like me. So she comes and visits me. So you're going to try. I mean, you're desperate when you come and visit your boyfriend's (laughs) mum to ask her, get some hints, find out stuff. And so she's asking me all this stuff. Now, I... No enough. My son has, our son has planned, he designed the ring, he's plan, planned a, a limousine, a balloon flight and had a massive big sign made, um, had his friends drive down to this place at 5am in the morning to lay it out in the field. So when the balloon comes in, he asked her to prop- he propose and romantic. My our husband says he got it all from him, but uh, we weren't Christians when we got married and my husband's proposal was my dad was a Christian and whenever we were living together, we weren't Christians. <laughs> and uh, my dad used to ring me up in these long phone calls and I'd be on the phone to him for hours and, and um, Greg said to me, what did your dad say? And I said, well, he said, we either got to get married or I got to move out. And so he says, okay, let's get married. So that was his romantic proposal. (laughs) So thankfully the next generation got it better. Come on. So Ben does this whole thing. But the whole thing is while I was talking to Gishelle, I'm not allowed to let on anything. Come on, because if I ruin this surprise, it is—it's like as a mum, you don't want to do that. But the whole time, I'm sitting there thinking, if you could just know in a couple of more weeks, you've got the surprise of your life coming. You know, you, if you only knew what's going to happen. Meanwhile, she's feeling beaten down. She's feeling like he doesn't love her. She, all these thoughts are coming, and I'm just thinking, if you only knew. And when I begin to say that, the Lord said to me. It's just like my people, if they only knew what I'm doing for them, come on, if they only knew what I'm doing in the background, what I'm preparing, what I've got up, because God has great things for us all, come on, but He never promised us that it would be easy because it's the stuff that makes you, come on, it's the stuff that you overcome. What then happens, it gives you authority then to release others, come on, to break through, to then be released to the generations, to release people people round about you and so I thought about and thought you know God is all the time he's got surprises for us come on he's working on your behalf in the background so we just got to keep going we've got to keep pushing through and knowing that what God says when he promises that we will be victorious that we will be overcomers that we will be blessed come on if we follow what he says if we do what he says then his promises are yes and amen but you got to keep going come on the interesting thing is, what I realize is that while you're overcoming, you can have peace and not be in turmoil. And a lot of people are overca- in the season of overcoming, but they're so stressed out, they're so worried, they're so... Imagine for Dasha she could just have had a peace at the time. You know what? God's got my destiny. Come on, everything's going to be okay because that's what God's Word says. Come on, and when I'm walking with him, when we walk with the Lord, we know everything's going to be okay because that's what he promises. That's what he says. Yes, we're going through something this is what happened in John 20, verse 19. This is for the disciples. Jesus had died and they were going through a difficult time where all the the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the rulers of the time were threatening them. See, Jesus imparted to them, says, go out, preach in my name, heal the sick, do do all these things. But as they begin to do it, then these officials come round about and threaten them. You're not allowed to preach to Jesus. And, And they're knowing that, these guys have the power to kill him, to crucify him, to put them in prison. So they're in a season where it's hard for them. Come on, it's difficult. Preach Jesus, go to jail, get crucified. I wonder what would we do under the same and so, so. so then it happens is that Jesus comes to him. It says, The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Okay, they were fearful. Jesus come and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. I thought about that and I thought, you know, imagine you're going through the most difficult time. You go to your counsellor, your pastor, whoever you tell them, I'm, I'm going through the most difficult time of my life. It's terrible. And they say to you, peace be with you. <laughs> come on, what would we do, most of us? They've lost it. I'm not coming back to you again. You're a rotten counsellor. You're you're the worst. How can you say, peace be with you? Come on. Is that all you got for me? Boy, some type of person you are. Is that all you got to offer? Don't you understand what I'm going through? Don't you understand? This is life draining. Don't you understand my situation? So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. See, I read when Jesus says anything twice, it means we didn't get it the first time. When it's repeated in the Bible, it means we never got it the first time because I can read between the lines The disciples are all in, in a difficult time and it's, it's rough and they're, they're fearful and Jesus comes and they're, they're looking for answers. What do we do, Jesus? What's going to happen? He says, peace be with you. And I'm sure like us, they would have said, that's all you got, Jesus? Don't you understand what, what's happening? What are we going to do? And then he says, peace to you. It's personal Come on, it's personal. Peace be with you, but peace to you. He gives us peace. As the Father sent me, I also send you. Understanding that God is with him. Come on. God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. No matter what we're going through, it might be difficult. It might be hard. See, you understand when Jesus got on that boat to cross over the lake, he says to the guys, the disciples, come on, let us cross over. He knew that God had called him to go there. He knew that God was going to get him there. But in the middle of the lake, there just happened. To be an incredible storm. Where's Jesus while the storm's happening? Sound asleep. Come on, He's sleeping. The disciples are freaking out. They're like, don't you care? We're going to drown. We're going to die. But Jesus had a confidence and assurance. God said to cross over to that lake. So we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. We're not going to die. See, that's the peace. When you're in a storm, you know that God's called you. He's with you. He said, you're not going to drown. You're not going to be burnt. You're not going to perish. Come on, this is not going to be the end of you. And then he goes on in verse 22 and he says, and when he'd said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, he breathed on them, receive the Holy Spirit. Why did he say that? John 14, 26, he says this, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I've said to you. Come on, God left us the Holy Spirit. We asked at this time, Jesus died, He had to go. He was one man, but He left the Holy Spirit, the helper. That's why He breathed on them and said, I give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Come on, I wouldn't have survived my life without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helped me raise my children. He helps me when I'm struggling. He brings a peace like nothing else and says in verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled or let it be afraid. Then he goes in John 16, 33, says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Come on, in Jesus, we have peace. So it doesn't matter what we're facing. Come on, it doesn't help to be stressed out, to worry. All it is is having that peace. It's going to be okay. And that's the assurance. That's the incredible thing we have that Jesus left us was that Holy Spirit to know that we're not alone. He's a helper. When I'm feeling freaked out, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like I'm not going to make it, I've got the Holy Spirit within me. Come on, that's what Jesus did. He breathed on Him. He gave him that and then he said peace because the Holy Spirit brings a peace to us. He says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. And we know that out in the world, there's tribulation, there's things happening. But you know what? He says this, but be of good cheer, I overcome the world too. He's got an answer for everything. Come on. He said, I overcome the world. He's overcome everything so that we can live in freedom. One of his names is Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9 verse uh, verse 6. Isaiah 32, 18. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation. You know, if we can get this, that we can have peace, even though we're struggling, even though it looks like we're going to sink, even though it looks like we're going through a difficult storm or a difficult fire, we have that peace. Come on, we can have that peace. We've just got to learn to draw on that and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because God is with me. Come on, the Holy Spirit is in me. Philippians 4 verse 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. No, come on. It says, Rejoice in the Lord what? Always. Always, Always rejoice in the Lord rejoice in the Lord always. Have a peace. Okay, God, this is tough, but I'm rejoicing in you because Lord, this is just a season. This is just a season. I know that you've got good. I know that your word says I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. Come on. I'm not just a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Come on. I've got a promise and a hope in you. And then he says it again. Again, I will say rejoice. He repeats himself again. Why? Because I believe that when he says at a time, rejoice in the Lord always. And then people like, but I'm going through this, and this is happening, and oh, I've got so many bills, and how are we going to pay this? How are we going to? And he says, again, I say to you, rejoice! Come on, rejoice! Be anxious for nothing, nothing. So if you're feeling anxious, you need to get rid of it. Come on, get rid of it. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, what's the answer? Prayer and supplication. Okay, I'm going through something right now. Things seem a little overwhelming, but I've got a peace from God. Come on. And by prayer, I'm going to give it to God with thanksgiving. Come on, being thankful, not going before the Lord, complaining all the time. It's so tough. It's so difficult being negative. I believe when we're like that, the Lord just walks away. He'll come back and listen again until He's given us the key. Come on, prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, what? Let your request be known to God, to God. Come on, let your request, whatever you need, whatever you're struggling in, let the Lord know your request. And it says this, and the peace of God, I love this. This is most probably one of my favourite scriptures. And the peace of God. Come on, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So what that means is, I'm going through my mind's telling me all sorts of things. How's this going to work? How's that going to happen? The mind is, goes crazy. It thinks about all these things. Ninety something percent of what we think never eventuates. So we have got to learn to put our mind out of things. Come on, put it away when it brings negative things because the Lord says, concentrate on whatever is good. Come on, whatever is lovely. And then it says the peace of God. So then what happens? I'm feeling troubled. I'm feeling distressed. I'm finding it hard to overcome whatever I'm going through in this season. And then what happens when I go before God and I thank Him? Lord, you're my healer. Lord, you're my peace. You're my comforter. You're my provider, you're my husband, you're my my Alpha Omega, you're my everything. Now, Lord, I'm struggling right now. This is difficult. I'm laying my request before you. And then what happens is the Holy Spirit comes and then there's a peace that enters our spirit, which enters our heart, and then it surpasses all our natural understanding. It gets the mind out of the way. It gets all of the things, the negative thoughts out of the way. And then suddenly we can think, okay, it's gonna be okay. That's the peace that comes. Not when we're running around and we say, like a chook with its head cut off. You know, a chook is a chicken, okay? So we call chickens chooks. Run around. Come on, there's a peace that comes. When you're believing and focusing on negativity, the fruit is fear, it's anxiety, it's worry. When you're believing and trusting God, you have peace. Come on, when you're believing and trusting God, it surpasses everything you're thinking, it surpasses everything that you're seeing. And then it goes on in verse eight and says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, what's true? Come on, what's truth about your situation right now? What does God say about your situation? What's true according to the Word of God? Not to what we see. What's truth according to the Word of God? Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Come on, this is what it tells us. Meditate on these things. The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Come on, the God of peace will be with you. You have to trust God's word over what you're seeing and living in right now. I'll say it again. You've got to trust God's word over what you're seeing and living in right now. And then that peace comes. Okay, it doesn't matter what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, it's going to be okay. The other key that I'm going to finish with to overcome, I believe, is praise. Praise is a key to overcome. I'm giving an example in Chronicles twenty twenty. It says that. Oh, sorry, Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God. Number one, come on, we have to have faith in God, not in man, not in circumstances, and you will be upheld. You'll be lifted up when you have faith in God. Have faith in His prophets and you'll be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise Him for the splendour of His holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. God's love endures forever. Come on, He never stops loving us. As I begin to sing and praise, the Lord sent an ambush against the men who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Come on, it's incredible that, you imagine that. Jehoshaphat goes out and he says, okay, the enemy's coming, they're coming today to attack us. I've sought the Lord and this is what He's told us to do. Praise him. Give thanks. Can you imagine what those guys thought? You've lost it, Jehoshaphat. <laughs> they, didn't you see they're coming? they're angry, they've got weapons, they're coming to destroy us. And you're telling us go out and give thanks. See, this is a peace when you get God's plan that surpasses all their understanding. It doesn't make sense to go out and face an army and praise God. Come on, it didn't make sense. But when they were obedient to the Lord, God sent an ambush against the men. Come on, He sent an ambush against His enemies. Now you can read that and think, yeah, well, that was the Old Testament. How's that going to work today? How's that fit in my life today? Come on. That's just a lot of been that's old stories, Old Testament. Well, I want to tell you a story about a young boy here in the United States. Some of you might have heard it. This young boy was abducted. A 10-year-old boy called Willie. He was abducted by a man. The man had bad intentions for this boy. Come on. But this is what it says, but Willie's actions during this terrifying time probably saved his life. Willie said he sang the gospel song every praise, repeatedly, until the man told him to get out of the car. Willie Willie said while he was singing, the man kept cursing and telling him to shut up before he eventually kicked him out. Come on, God wrote that back in there so that we know today it's still relevant. Come on, that's still relevant. God backs up His Word. This young little boy, most probably heard at children's church, the story of Jehoshaphat, that when you're in danger, come on, the little boy couldn't do anything. He was held captive by this man. There's nothing he could do, but he learned, come on, that when I praise God, that He will send an ambush against my enemy. And that's exactly what happened. He sat in that car and he sang Hezekiah Walker's song for three hours. Every praise to my God. Every praise. And while the guys getting madder, he's cursing. He's telling the kids to shut up. But that little boy just kept praising God. And God backs up His word, like He did with Jehoshaphat. Come on. When the enemy's around us, when He means harm, if we will praise God, He sends an ambush against our enemies. Come on. He sent an ambush against this little boy's enemy and the guy kicks him out of the car. Come on, sets him free. Come on, when we believe God's Word, when we take God's Word, He says, when you praise me, come on, when you praise me. But see, sometimes that seems too simple. That seems too easy. That if I just praise God, if I give everything to God, if I lay it at His feet, somehow in our natural human mind, we feel like we have to do something. i got to get involved. i got to make something happen. I've got to do this. But God says, no, come on, when we do what He says, this little boy sings every praise and God sends an ambush. It says in Isaiah 61, three, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come on, it seems such a simple trade. All we've got to do is put on, see, it says, put on the garment of praise put it on. We have to literally put on praise. Come on, when we've got heaviness, when we're feeling heavy, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling like it's too much, you've got to put on the garment of praise. God says if you put on that garment of praise, He trades our spirit of heaviness. What a great trade. Come on, sons, we're walking around with that spirit of heaviness. We're continually walking around with heaviness. And God says, if you'll just put on the garment of praise, come on, if you'll just put it on, if you'll just praise me, I will take away your heaviness. I'll lift off your heaviness. I challenge you. If we begin to praise God, when you're feeling heavy, get in and praise God. That spirit of heaviness will leave you. Come on, it will leave you. I understood just when I had this operation. What happened was no one spoke English, very few people, I had to have surgery in Mexico, so very difficult. And so they come in and they just bring syringes and pumping me full of all these drugs. It's like I have no idea really what they're giving me, I just had to trust them that everything would be okay. But for me, I'm not a person who, if I can, everything I try is a natural alternative. I believe, and I'm barely, the most I would take every now and again is an Advil. Not taking drugs, don't drink, don't smoke, so nothing like that's ever. So I, they gave me all this stuff. About two weeks after the surgery, they said I was still on medication. I was, had, woke up this morning, they'd taken me, I'd finished all my medication. I woke up this morning and I could feel this dark heaviness. Now if you know me, I'm not a depressive person just not in my makeup. I've not been depressed. I haven't come from an easy life, come from rape and abuse, all sorts of things. But just, I believe it was God in me that's enabled me to be strong. And I just learned the principles of God. That's why I can preach on being overcomers so passionately because I've overcome many things in my life, but I've never known depression never known what's like. And I've been able to say to people, wow, God says, put on the garment of praise. But if you've never been through it, you're not in the sense so of this dark cloud comes in and I'm fighting it. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't understand at the time what it was. And by the time I got to lunchtime, I said to Greg, you're going to have to pray for me. I just can't shake this darkness. I said, I just don't want to get up. I just got, I'm just, it was so foreign to me. But then I realised Put two together: the drugs that they'd had me on. Come on, they're so highly. I read up on them; highly addictive. Yeah, what they'd had me on—all these top drugs that are very addictive drugs. And I realized that coming off them, this is what was happening. So what do I do now? I'm going to put into practice everything I minister, everything I share. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. Okay, I identified what it was. I'm going to praise God. This spirit of heaviness has to go. This has to go. I'm going to pray in tongues because it says when I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit's my helper. Come on. He He gives me power. The Holy Spirit is the one that strengthens me. So just begin to put on praise, saying praise, prayed in tongues. I want to tell you, it took all day. It took right till that night. And when I went to bed, I felt better, but I still was there. So I went to bed praising. I woke up the next morning and it was gone. Come on, the principles of God. I was able to put into practice what I know, what I've been sharing about. God says that when we put on the gumbo, that little boy, come on, he praised God. He was in a difficult situation, but he praised God. Let's stand this morning. You no know, matter what you're going through, come on. God says, "Put on the garment of praise." That heaviness will leave us. Come on. And even though all of us are going through stuff, it's just different stuff. We all have to get over stuff. We've all. If you want to be who God's called you to be, if you want to be everything, even everybody, you want to be everything that God's called you to be. You've got to be an overcoming. It's part of the deal you've got to be an overcomer. But like I said, God doesn't just have us go through stuff with no reward. He rewards us for overcoming. And then the reward, like I said, if we only knew If we could only just see up ahead what he's got for you, what the reward is when you overcome the life you live, come on, opposed to if you don't overcome, what you'll be stuck into. If we could only just see, see, once you get through it, then you're like, I would do it again because it's made me who I am. Come on, it's put such a strength in me. But while I'm going through it, I can have peace. The peace of God can come. But I've got to ask, I've got to lay it at his feet. Thank you, Lord. I give all this to you. Let's close our eyes this morning. Father, you know each person here. You know what they're facing. You know what obstacles, Lord, what they've got to overcome. Lord, there's a variation in this room. But Lord, your word is your word. Your truth is your truth. And Father, I thank you. But no matter what, your word says that we have peace or we overcome. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. And Lord, that if we praise you, you will send an ambush against my enemies. Sometimes our enemy is our own mind, our thoughts, our memories. But Lord, I thank you. You said that when I praise you, you will send an ambush against my enemies because they're your enemies. And Father, I thank you that as we trade the heaviness, the heavy load, the things that are weighing us down, as we trade that for what you've got, Father, we give it to you, Father, that heaviness. We put on that garment of praise and the spirit of heaviness will leave. Come on, see yourself putting on that garment of praise. Literally, you've got to see yourself putting it on to cope, putting on that garment of praise and that spirit of heaviness has to flee. Come on, it has to flee. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. I pray that you breathe your Holy Spirit fresh upon us today. Fresh upon us. Come on, receive that Holy Spirit, that fresh outpouring If you haven't received, if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we can do that at the end. Just We'll make that invitation for anybody because the Holy Spirit is our helper. Come on, he helps us. Jesus was one man. He had to go. But he said, I leave you, my Holy Spirit, the helper. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace that surpasses all my understanding. Whatever I'm seeing right now in the natural, you're with me. You're for me, you're working on my behalf. Lord, you reward us for overcoming. Come on, it makes overcoming seems so much easier because we realise there's a reward for overcoming. There's a blessing. God just doesn't want you to go through it because he wants to be mean or he doesn't love you. He wants you to go through it because he knows he's got greater things. He knows that by overcoming what you're going through right now, you'll have a greater strength. You'll be a stronger person. You'll have more influence. You'll be able to do more than you've ever done before now Lord I thank you that as we overcome you said we'll inherit all things come on all things my all things and your all things are different but I tell you what it's a promise of God no matter what that if we overcome we will inherit all things all things I thank you Lord you're a loving father come on he's a loving daddy he loves you And he knows what's best for you. He knows what you've got to get through because he doesn't want us to stay where we are right now. He doesn't want us to live with the same fears and the the same things that we've got. He wants us to overcome those obstacles so that we can live victorious, so we can live and minister to others and be an example, but also so we can be the best us. He has purpose. He says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He's given you strength. He's given you strength, which is the Holy Spirit. You may not feel strong in the natural, but I'm telling you, you've got that Holy Spirit in you. Call upon Him. Draw upon Him. Help me, Holy Spirit. When we are weak, He is strong. Come on, He knows what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You're moving through this room. Come on, he's here. Receive what you need. Be filled again. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Lift off. Trade that heaviness right now. Come on, put on the garment of praise. The garment of praise. And as we praise him, we get peace, but he sends an ambush. So simple. He never told us to work it out. Come on, walk it out. Our natural mind tries to control and work it out and say, how does that work? It works, it's proven. When we praise him, heaviness goes. God sends an ambush. He works on your behalf. He brings answers, he brings victory, he brings breakthrough. Thank you, Father. Father. Thank you, Lord. Just let him work. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I just see you're making the trade and that heaviness just leaving. Come on, the heaviness that's kept you bound leaving, leaving you right now for the garment of praise as we begin to praise him. What I just want to do right now is the incredible thing. When I first shared this message, in Australia, the very first time, I shared the story about the little boy. And then the church I was in at the time then began to play this video clip, Hezekiah Walker's song, Every Praise. I thought, wow, that's awesome. There's the video clip of Every Praise. But what I didn't know at the time is the pastor come and told me that Hezekiah Walker heard about what this little boy had done. And so he took a group, like a flash mob. He took a group of people and they went back to the very place where the boy was thrown out of the car and they did a flash mob of every praise to our God. I want to show you this video clip. And so as it's playing, I want you to see this little boy got freedom. Come on, he was set free. But it's his every praise. I want you to just begin to sing and begin every praise. Hezekiah will send an ambush against our enemies when we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We just want to allow some time for questions if you've got any. And then also at the end, we'll um, if you don't have, you haven't received the Holy Spirit, then we'd love to pray for that for you. It's a gift. We don't earn it. Uh, it's a gift. When I, if I was to give you a gift, you don't say to me, how much for that gift? Do you want some money for it? It's a gift that God gives us. So if you don't have that, we'd love to pray because Jesus said the Holy Spirit is our helper. Come on. It's a strength to help us. Okay.
1: Thank you so much. That was amazing. We enjoyed it. Okay. So if you have questions, raise your hands and I'll bring you the mic. Anybody? Anybody? Who's going to go first? Don't be shy. All right. Michaela. Okay, so you've said you've been through like some of the same things we have and stuff and that you said that you've never like struggled with depression. What do you think is like one of the main things that helped you not struggle with
2: depression? Hello, yep. I just I relieved really what the Lord said. I learned to take captive of my thoughts. I could sink into that and there were times when I did sink into depression not but the thoughts I could see it coming upon me that if I focused on those thoughts if I kept thinking about that then I would you could just see yourself sinking further and further so I learned to just What God said, put it aside. They're just thoughts, come on. And then I learned that only 90%, some of the stuff, if you think about what you're thinking about, it never happens. Those things never think about all of us in this room. If I said to you some of the thoughts and the things that you thought were gonna happen have never happened and never will happen. And it's learning to train our mind and trust in God's word and also that Holy Spirit that helps you. I'm just like, okay, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ as well. I had a terrible spirit of fear. I couldn't stay in the house on my own because of things that happened when I was a young girl. Um, When I got home and the house was empty, I had to check under every bed and every cupboard. My imagination, see, once you let it get away, was so wild that I could literally hear someone lifting tiles off our roof, coming through the roof. I could hear their footprints on the carpet. That's how the spirit of fear. But I learned the Word of God said that He didn't give me a spirit of fear. So I just, Lord, You didn't give me a spirit of fear. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. I have the mind of Christ. And I just learned, because the Bible says when you decree a thing, it's established. So God's Word is powerful. So I always believe that when things like that come upon me, I decreed Scripture. I have Scripture written down. I'd learn it, to memorize it and say, God, you didn't give me a spirit of fear. You didn't give me a spirit of fear. Lord, you've given me joy. You've given me love. You've given me hope. So that's how. But if you keep thinking that, then you go down that pattern. So it's just training our mind to not think like that. And, and so now, because I've done that for so long and learned how to do it, I'm just like, get out of here, devil. The Bible says, resist the devil and you'll flee. I don't know how many times we have to resist him, but you keep resisting the thoughts until they flee. And then eventually you wake up, wow, I'm not fearful anymore, I'm not afraid anymore.
1: <laughs> testing okay so I just want to say I really liked your message thank you and I just had the question like what's your personal definition of
2: peace um, my definition is that I don't really worry about things, and peace is that I know everything's going to be OK. It doesn't matter what, I'm up ahead, what happens. Um, with travelling like we do, we sometimes go into unsafe nations. So, we, for instance, we're in Bali at the time when the terrorists were going to bomb, they were bombing, and we found out at the time where we were that the police uncovered an attack Um, that they were planning to do. And one of the hotels they were planning to bomb was the one I was in. And so just God reaffirms to me that he looks after me in Psalm 91. You know, it says that he's with me. Come on. I learned to just, Psalm 91, see, a lot of the time it's like putting on that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We keep praising until the heaviness goes. I keep then, and that's not to say there's different times and sometimes it'll come back the devil always tries to come back in. So sometimes he'd come back when I least expected. it at times. Because it says that he, the devil flees until an opportune time. I want to tell you it's never an opportune time for you. He doesn't come when you're on top of the world, when you're feeling great, when you've just had breakthrough. He comes at a time when you're feeling... Because we don't always live in, you know, like... But there's a peace that, okay, yes, because I understand there's still things I have to go through. I've still got to overcome to be everything God wants me to be. I've still got to overcome. I've still got to go in places. I've still got to... But it's just learning that I have a peace because God, I know you're with me. You order my footsteps. So that's why everywhere I go, and see, when I get in a car, I'll always pray, I thank you, Lord, that you go before me. Everywhere I go, the day I wake up, Lord, I thank you that you go before me today. You're my protector, you're my comforter, you're my peace. And so it's just learning, you're just okay. And He proves Himself over and over again to you. That's what it does. So when He proves it to you, or when you overcome something and then you realize, wow, I don't have that in my life. So when I overcome fear, I realize I'm not fearful anymore. I realize that God is faithful. So then when fear comes at another time, I've got that peace to know, no, 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 I've overcome that. It's okay. Because fear still will come, but I have a peace to know that God, you've delivered me from that and I don't have to be scared because you're with me. You're with me. You're with me wherever I am. So... Anybody else? Oh.
1: So, mm. um,
2: did your son ever end up marrying that one girl? Did he? Did he what? Sorry. Did he ever end up marrying? Yes, that he did. One girl? He proposed to her. Married her. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell the rest of the story. I, I get a bit like that. <laughs> I, I sometimes you know, I get him telling, but yes, he They've been married eight years. Um, this year, they've just celebrated on this month, they've been married eight years happily married, no babies yet so. but I've got five other grandchildren so I've sort of led him a bit, but very successful together In um, they're both, uh, they're marketplace ministers in ministry um, doing um, very well, so yes he married her, all her dreams come true, and so yeah <laughs> anybody else have a question?
1: I have two. Um,
2: one is, what's your favorite verse? Oh, so I think I love Psalm 91 because that was, for me, something that really helped me overcome fear, helped me to know that, God, you're with me, your angels surround me, you protect me. So for me, that's... But any given week, I have a new favorite one. There's one where God says it will shine like stars in the sky. So each week, I've got a... a something new i love but that would have to be my all time because fear was one of my biggest things and just knowing really believing because there is always that question of you go through times god are you really real because we don't see him in natural form there's no evidence like we well we don't see the wind but we know the winds there we feel it and so there was and i think it's healthy for me i felt like it was healthy to really are you really real? Because there was some times in my life where I questioned God, are you real? And so by by just that scripture to me is, no, no, you're with me. I don't go by my feelings. It doesn't matter that I can't see you. I know that what you've done for me, I know how you've protected me. And there's seasons where you just know something happens and you know that it's God. And the more you walk with the Lord... Yes, so I thank you, Lord, that you order my footsteps. And more now in my life, I want him to order my footsteps. Before, it's a little bit like he put a step here, and I'm like, I don't want to go that way, Lord. I want to go this way. But the more you get to know him, the more you walk with him, you just, your desires become in line with his. and It's a wonderful life. I'm, I'm like, how could anybody else live any other way? It's just awesome life.
1: And I'm going to try and word this, but I don't really know how. So, um... Bear with me. Yeah. Um. So, like, how do you, like, through all you've been through and all people have done and said to you, how do you believe who you are in Christ rather than what they have said and done and believe, like, and be ashamed of what they have done?
2: I believe that that's part of the overcoming, and it's like you, when it's first ha- it's happened and it's real and it's fresh and you're living in it, it's hard to trust people. It's hard to... Um, for me, for a little while, I was very self-reliant. I'm never going to let anybody do that to me again, and I just had a resilience in me in that way. But I just learned that as time goes on, the pain goes away. So you still always you can always remember, but there's no pain. Or so so to give an example, I have just just in the, just finishing off my book and. Um, It's called So You Think Your Family's Messed Up, (laughs) but really in writing the book, because I got saved uh, 30, 36, 37 years ago, so I really, you know, that was my past life, and I've I don't really share my testimony a lot. I just something I haven't done. So, but God kept challenging me to write the book, write the book, write the book. And so when I wrote it, it was actually for me like writing about another person. It was, and to remember everything. And it was, it's really even reading it, you know, as if i had to read over it, the, fa- the final stuff. I'm just so, I think, God, what you've done in my life. And really, though, there's no pain associated, there's absolutely no pain with writing it, um, even having to, you know, God, I believe the Holy Spirit helped me write it and everything that happened, writing about the dreadful things and the feelings that I felt after what had happened to me and feeling like, you know, as, as a child, there was a song out um, called, I'm nobody's child. I'm just like a flower. I'm growing wild. That's how I felt of my life, that I belong to nobody. I'm just growing wild. Nobody loves me. And the song goes on and says, no mummy's kisses. no," And, and so, but... As I wrote the book, it had no association for me. It's like that was me. You know what? It made me more. Lord, what you've delivered me from. So it's just time and trusting the Lord, and just and it doesn't mean, um, you know, like I said, the pain goes, but the memories don't. And so it's just trusting the Lord and keep going. And so, you know, for me, it was I'm an overcomer. I am going to overcome this. Now that I'm walking with the Lord, I've given my life to Jesus. He's got a better plan for me. He's got something else for me. But a lot of what I had to go through, I had to break off. So they were generational things so that it would never enter my children. So now all my children have not known what I've known. They're walking with the Lord. They don't know the pain. And so they, you know, they won't know divorce. They won't know all those things because we broke those generational things. So. So I hope that answers it for you. Too. Thanks.
1: So like, I'm sorry, <laughs> right. but like, so when you overcome like your past, like you don't, you don't really think about it as often or like no. get nightmares or anything? No,
2: you don't. Really? And that's what God promises you. You know, he does that, but it's a process. I mean, I, I wish, you know, sometimes you think, God, why can't you just make it go away? Why can't you just, what happened to me was to give you a good example is that I had so much stuff. In my life, so much hurt, so many things that just repeatedly happened to me. Because what happens is, I believe for me, it's I was, you know when you've been hurt and things raped, things happen to you. you we all want to be loved, and so I was the wrong type of guy. Was always attracted to me because I, it's like that open wound, and so it's like a, a fly being attracted. And so it was when God broke off. But when I got saved, there was different times where I'd go through healing. And I'd feel like God would pull something out. And then there'd be another time, maybe a speaker came or I was sitting with someone in counseling and I would just cry my heart out. And I'd feel the Lord saying, I've just healed you or something else. And then there'd be another time, just sometimes I'd be watching a movie that had no, it might've been a little bit of relation to some of the things I'd been through. And I would just cry like a baby, but it wasn't out of pain. And I'd feel the Lord saying to me, I'm healing you. And then one day the Lord said to me, It is finished. He said, it's done. You're healed. And so what the Lord began to show me is I had so much in my life. If you pull a massive big tree out, if we were to take a big tree out, the root system and everything, it leaves a big gaping hole. And God began to show me I'd never handle everything right. I'd be too vulnerable. I'd be too open. I wouldn't be able to handle just like that, which to me is, why can't God just do it? But I couldn't. So he did it bit by bit. Bit by bit, but then it come a day he said, It is finished, it's done. You're healed, no longer, no more is there going to be anything you know like that. So, depends what we've been through, depends, you know, we God is God. You know, I come to the conclusion, it's like, God, why didn't you just make us all love you? And then one we'll agree that would be so much easier. Then, you know, he made us, couldn't he put a little chip in us that uh, God, we love you, we want to do what's right? And then the Lord said to me, do you want Greg to wake up every day and say he loves you because he has to? And I'm like, no. And the Lord said, well, that's the same with him. He doesn't force us. He gave us a will. He doesn't force us to love him. And, And so I just figured I can't work God out. And if I could work him out, then I've reduced him to a human mind. And if I reduce him to a human mind, then he's not God. So you just learn to, okay, God, just do what you need to do and 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 trusting what I said and I become a trusting his word that there will come a day where you'll say you know what I'm free I'm free and then you just you still always will still remember it but there's no pain like I said writing the book there's absolutely no pain associated I'm actually quite shocked it's like I I was rejoicing because I'm like wow all that the Lord has delivered me from all that he's done for me and now for my I mean time goes quick now I've got grandchildren, and it's like, for all of them, I can see that generation, because I was willing. And then I look at people that I grew up with, and they're still in their messes, married three or four times, kids to different fathers, no money, going nowhere, no hope, some are dead on drugs, dependent on things. And I, I look at, I could have been one of those, but because I chose God, and because I chose a process, I look and think, wow, what an incredible... And now my children are not don't know that and are not like that and it's awesome. So like I said, when we overcome there's rewards and it's worth it. So keep going. <laughs> um okay, so how do you overcome something that you have to go back to? Um with the same things, just God. It gives you the strength that you're able to do what you didn't think you could possibly do, face people that you didn't think you could possibly face. But I believe God makes us stronger. See, if you go back, you're not the same person when you go back. So that's the difference. You might have been this way when you were there and um, you're in turmoil and all those different things, but you go back stronger. You go back better. You've, got, you've now been equipped with truths. You've been equipped with... Um, things to help you. So if you have to go back and and just knowing that that I go back it's not the same God, you're my protector, you're my healer, you're my deliverer, you're everything. So, you know, I believe even having to face some people at the face, it's like they no longer had a hold in my life. You know, so as you get healed and hold, they no longer now it's not saying that I would be best friends with that person or trust that person because God doesn't you know, we don't do that. That's stupidity. But it's just, I become stronger. So as you become stronger, you're And that's why we need to overcome stuff. Because if you don't overcome it, you're still weak. You're still the same. You, you don't have victory. The awesome thing about God is that when we overcome it, it becomes our land. So for Greg and I, my family was full of divorce. Um, and his parents were going to get a divorce. Um, they met the Lord and Praise God, they've been married fifty six years, they're still together. But we had to to give example on my wedding on our wedding day, I didn't know the Lord, but I was just eighteen when we got married, pulled up at the church in front of the church, and I was in the car, you yeah, know, all beautiful, caught in wedding dress, and I looked and I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm getting married today. Now you think it would have occurred to me before then, that I was getting married, but you know, we get caught up with girls, our Prince Charming, and all the fluffy dress, and the stuff of Disney, of princesses, and you're so caught up in it, you don't think of the reality, I didn't, because I didn't know the Lord either. And so, my initial thoughts were, I was freaking out, I'm getting married, what if it doesn't work, what if he's not the right person, because I believe that marriage was forever, but then this thought come, well, you can just get a divorce. I'm like, imagine my husband knowing that that's what I'm thinking in front of the car. Ah, oh, does done work, just get divorced. Where did that come from? It come from my family was full of divorce, so it's a generational thing. But by us fighting for our marriage, we had to go through some tough years fighting for it. We own that now. And so we can say to the, the devil, you have no right in our marriages. We've fought, we've won, we've stayed together, we, have a, we love each other, and now our children will not know divorce. Number one, because we've prayed for them from the day they were born that they would marry the right person. So when, as you get free, you get stronger, and then you're able to handle things that you didn't think you could. So, yeah, remember you're not going back the same. Thank you.
0: We have time for one more on this side. Um, Okay, so how did you like
1: get over those generational patterns? Like. like, how did you be able to
2: overcome the things that, like, are holding you back? It's defeating them, not allowing them. I mean, because it's like when we, um, after we were, we got saved, we become Christians, we got saved. Um, Greg was just drank all the time, was with his buddies. By then, I'd had our first daughter. And um, my initial, gave my life to the Lord, got saved. He got saved as well. But there were still the patterns of just alcohol and And my thought then was, uh, I'm just going to leave him. This is not working. I want to follow the Lord. It's too much stuff. We're we're from. I mean, even how we got together is a miracle. How the Lord and how we stayed together. But I was just like, okay, this is it. I'm done. And what happens is, when you make that decision, the enemy came to me and told me that because I didn't marry as a Christian, I was unsaved. Wasn't a Christian. That I didn't have to honour my vows because I felt the end of the time I'd never made those vows before the Lord. So that's what it's talking about in your mind. But then I understood. Someone had said to me, Well, if you know you've got no reason to leave him, he's no, he wants to make the marriage work, he's not been unfaithful, there's no scriptural reason. And this person said to me, if I chose that, then I'd walk out of God's perfect will and protection for my life, and that scared me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and just knowing that we, someone had to stop that, understanding generational stuff, it just, you know, sometimes it can be a lot heavy to think about, but it, that's what was all through my family. Everybody got a divorce, and as soon as we said, we're going to fight for this, we're not going to divorce, we're going to stay together, both willing and with God's help, that was God. There's days where I had to pray 10 times a day, God, give me the love for my husband that I'm supposed to have. There's times where I wanted to give up. There, and there'll always be times where you want to give up, but I knew that wasn't God's will for me and I knew that, God, you can help me. So I just had to keep fighting. And now, fast forward, we've been married 36 years. I'm so thankful that I didn't give up for what the incredible life we've got, the love we have for each other, And now seeing our children grown up and lived in a home where we love the Lord. And they've all, our eldest daughter's been married 15 years. Our second daughter's been married 10. And our son, and they're all happily married. Not saying they don't have trouble, but divorce is not even an option because they've married the right, they married who God wanted them to marry. They trusted God. They believed God. And so, yeah, it's a process and you've just got to fight. But only you can do it. Yeah, no one out. you've just got to make a decision, and like I said, you've got to trust God's word, and God's promise over what you're living in right now, that's the hardest thing, because our flesh wants to give up, it wants to say, oh, it's too hard, it is hard, it is difficult, but that's how we become overcomers, and like I said, there is a reward when you do it.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review.
0: We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.